But there's another acronym that I love probably more. It's ROC that we've adopted, and that's Return on Collision. And the collision that occurs... This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 50th edition of Black Wall Street Today. I am your host, Blair Durham. Greetings, greetings, greetings and many greetings, thanks to our greetings. sponsors, Avenue Forest Salon. They're at 5034 East Princess Anne Road in Norfolk, as well as the Ready Academy, Historic First Baptist Beach Street. Maybe you're interested in sponsoring our radio show, earning a place of primacy for your business. Feel free to reach out to us at info at blackbrand.biz, B-I-Z, for more information on how you can become an integral part of an upcoming show. Did I mention Black Wall Street Today is now also available on Anchor.fm, on Spreaker, on Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, just about any place where you listen to podcasts, you can find Black Wall Street Today. We are so excited about growing in that way. Our topic for today is the Great Debate Part 2. Should entrepreneurs pursue formal education? I'll just provide some context before we get started. Part 1 of our debate just a few weeks ago uh, featured Dr. Oliver Jones, who is uh, Hampton University's uh, Center for Applied Economics and Entrepreneurship founder, as well as Nancy Prather Johnson, who is Tidewater Community College's Dean of Business. We had an array of call-ins with entrepreneurs chiming in on the topic from various vantage points. Uh, one had been in business without formal education for over 30 years and said that many of the pitfalls he's faced would have no doubt been avoided if he'd had business training. Uh, another entrepreneur who called in who'd been in business for over a decade, had earned a PhD and had taken a number of business courses, said that she was emphatic that the only training she's received as an entrepreneur uh, that has really been meaningful for her journey has been that boots on the ground, on the job training um, that she kind of got underway once she got started as a business owner. So very interesting and diverse perspectives on the topic. Here's what we know about entrepreneurship and business education. I am a lover of statistics, so I'd be remiss if I didn't share some of these intriguing numbers that we have found. Uh, Forbes recently published this information. They shared that in a survey uh, by small business insurer Hiscox, 66% of small business owners around the world said that they believe their education system did not encourage individual ideas and dreams to the key ingredients in any recipe for entrepreneurship. Uh, that statistic actually born out of another study in which 81% of young people surveyed said that they wanted to pursue entrepreneurship, but 62% of that same group said that they weren't offered entrepreneurship classes in college. Pretty interesting. Of course, we know that uh, there are outliers such as Steve Jobs, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates that have shown that you don't need a diploma to succeed in business. Uh, but again, they are outliers in a sea of college-educated founders. And I'll just share this one more statistic before we get into our quote-unquote debate. 
that a Kauffman Foundation study revealed that over 90% of American tech company founders hold a bachelor's degree. And those with MBAs or master's in business administration degrees are able to start and build their companies faster. So, to help frame the dialogue for today, we're bringing back Miss Nancy Prather Johnson. Uh, she's certainly no stranger to our platform. Again, she's the dean of the School of Business at Tidewater Community College, where she leads a business pathway that consists of seven degree programs and several certificate programs. And I believe she's adding to them as we speak. In her role, Mrs. Prather Johnson offers support to the TCC faculty and assists over 3,000 students in enrollment, the completion of their degree programs, as well as entering the job market and continuing their education. Also joining us today is Mr. Bobby Wright. He is a serial entrepreneur and he's the founder of Percolator, which is a co-working space uh, and comprises the Granby Theater. Oh, goodness. Granby Theater, Gym Downtown, as well as the Wright Company. I'm learning something new. Percolator with four campuses downtown Norfolk is a collaboration slash innovation co-working community that's flexible, energetic, and professional, offering affordable space that helps facilitate community. The Wright Company and Wright Property Management specialize in commercial real estate development, brokerage, leasing, sales, and property management. And the Grandy Theater hosts private events and other memorable gatherings at that location. Of course, the gym downtown focuses on wellness and fitness for everyone. So let's get this party started. Started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the two of you. I'd actually like to get started with Nancy, if I could. Nancy, would you bring us up to speed first on how you got into this work and what led you down the path of teaching and then leading educators in entrepreneurship? Hi, how are you? Good to hear your voice again, Blair. Um, yes, you <laughs> as well. For me, um, I am an entrepreneur myself. My husband owns a... Um, um, commercial cleaning business. We've owned that since 2006. Um, since then, I've owned several businesses, including a Zumba studio, um, a tutoring um, business um, for students through the ages of high school and um, entry into college. Um, and so really just have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, but I also saw that it was certainly a vehicle to help with economic development, especially for um, economies that needed to grow. Um, not only um, we know that the start of economic development starts with small businesses. And so certainly I saw that as a platform um, to help these communities um, really grow their own and um, increase their, their economic um, development in their particular cities and growing those cities. So it was a way of um, also helping people um, who perhaps needed a living wage. Um, many times when we think about industry and we think about um, jobs, sometimes it's very difficult for people to find a living wage where the wages actually um, help with paying for that day-to-day -day living. And so um, one of the things that entrepreneurship does it's just that, and we live in an area that is so vibrant, so ripe for entrepreneurship. It's um, anything you could you could start seems to be quite successful in this area. Fantastic. Let me ask you this while we're 
Well, having answered this, and then I'm going to ask a similar question to Bobby. First, just give us your perspective on the topic. So, what which side are you going to take today <laughs> in terms of the conversation? Should entrepreneurs pursue formalized business education? Well, of course, for me, being in education for many years and um, particular business education um, and now um, education that leads to entrepreneurship, um, I certainly err on the side of needing a formal education. Um, For me, though, really, when we think about education, that comes in many um, sizes, many different spaces. And so I truly believe as an educator that education doesn't just happen inside walls. Um, Education happens um, a lot of different places. In, in school buildings, um, in um, college, um, inside a classroom, outside of a classroom, at a business, mentorship with, with business owners and entrepreneurs, workshops, all of the like, whole curricular activities. And so um, it's really, for me, it's not the question necessarily of formal education, but what type of education the student is receiving or the future entrepreneur is receiving. It's just so important that they take advantage of all the different different components that lead to educating them around being a successful entrepreneur. Sure, I love it. Bobby, welcome. How are you? Hi, Blair. Good to have you here. I wish I was seeing you face to face, though. I know. We'll, we'll make it happen soon. <laughs> well, I'm going to ask a similar question of you. I mean, you, you're obviously a very successful entrepreneur. And Thank then um, getting into the, the percolator space and, and creating community around entrepreneurship. How, what made you decide to go in that direction? Where does that kind of passion come from? Well, percolator really is, it comes from my heart. Uh, one thing, I, listening to Nancy, I realized that I was kind of reliving my high school and my college days while I was listening to Nancy. And I thought, you know what? I never really heard the word entrepreneurial or entrepreneurship, especially in high school. Never heard it. Uh, not much at uh, Old Dominion or Virginia Tech. But there was always something in my heart, right? There was always something. I was always looking for the why or questioning things or how could we make it better or who could we put together or um, who could be helped, right? I've always had a heart for people and helping. So I think that Percolator really is a, it's um, it's the end result. It's the, the byproduct of my life and looking for what is my plan for my life and how can I help people? How can I connect people? How can I love on people, right? There's so much uh, of the opposite in our world. It's kind of fun to love on people and see when they get um, some hope from you and some encouragement and maybe even some loving criticism, um, what they can do on their own or what they can do collectively. So I, I wouldn't say that, you know, Percolator was formed on a piece of paper or I created this great business plan. I'd love to tell you that, but it's not the truth. It's really from my DNA. Mm, I love it. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> so what perspective or, or position are you going to take today with regard to the discussion about the need for uh, formal education? formal training for business owners. Okay, where do I find myself on this? That's a good question. And I've thought about it, you know, since you invited me, which I appreciate the invitation. And I really don't have a strong position, but I will say through my life and just looking at what's worked for me and how I've helped others and how other folks have mentored me, it's kind of in the, in the middle, like I'm an independent, right? It's, um, 
I, I went to Old Dominion, then I graduated from Virginia Tech, and it's clearly benefited me from some opportunities such as relationships. So one thing we do at Percolator, it's on my business card, it says we facilitate relationships. So I lean back on my relationships that I've formed in Virginia Tech and Old Dominion University, um, and then also with other collegiate friends that went to say TCC or NSU or Hampton or UVA, right? We were just kind of bonding around being students. So from that standpoint, you're being schooled, but it's in a social forum, not from a book. So that's really important. Uh, you know, part of, part of the game, I guess they say, I believe in this big time is just showing up. So when you are a student, when you're getting formal education, um, you're not going to make well on the class if you're not showing up. So a big part of the game is just showing up. And so as a young person, that's instilling in you, I guess, some um, characteristics maybe that you uh, maybe you didn't get those. Maybe you come from a broken family or maybe um, you're adopted or maybe you do come from the perfect family. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're being taught to show up, to be on time, to be committed, to stick to it. So um, I think through the universities, that's probably the biggest thing I would say I, I secured other than my diploma, which obviously said I could do something, I could stick to something, I could um, like conquer a big t a challenge, challenge or task. So, um, but then on the other side, I will tell you in my professional career, I've learned so much more through just doing it, from being around people, being around That's Nancy, interesting. <laughs> you know, meeting you, Blair, all these things kind of sharpen me, as they say, iron sharpens right. iron, right? So I'm looking every day to learn. I love learning. I enjoy learning. I think my day is not fulfilled if I haven't learned something new or gotten a new nugget that's made me either be a better communicator or better at what I do. Uh, in fact, not to steal the thunder, but I'll tell you recently that um, an angel fund, a startup, a seed money fund out of California found Percolator. Lord knows how they found this. I don't know. You know, that always get, wow. I always get a big smile like, what? You're from San Francisco. <laughs> But their basis for looking for an entrepreneur to either give grant money or lend money to was they were looking for entrepreneurs that did not have an education. So they came to later asking me, hey, do you have creative, sharp people, freelancers, idea people that do not have, um, of course, high school education, yes, but do not have a degree mm -hmm. or even an associate's yeah. degree? I thought, wow, this is a new day, right? Because when you look around, say, the 757, we don't lack for creative people. We don't. We have so many creative people. Um, but not everyone has you a You and degree. I talked about that briefly yeah. yesterday, yeah. So it shouldn't be a divider, let right? You, let me interrupt you really quickly just for the benefit of those that may have just tuned in. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street today. Super excited. We are having the second part of our great debate about whether entrepreneurs should pursue uh, formal education. Joining us today are Nancy Prather Johnson from Tidewater Community College's uh, business department, as well as serial entrepreneur, Mr. Bobby Wright. You know, I really like something that you said just a moment ago, and I'd like to get back to it if I could. This idea about entrepreneurship as a value, right? So when I think about the fact that, you know, so many students are saying, in, in, in harmony with what you just said, that there was no exposure to entrepreneurship, the principles of entrepreneurship, 
you know, in high school or in college, I think, man, that's a travesty because entrepreneurship has a value, the idea of ownership, right? Um, I, I really believe it's what propels a community, propels a society, right? And so when I think about the two of you and what you're contributing uh, by virtue of, of, of having these conversations, right, and developing spaces like Percolator, I'm excited because it means that it means that we're growing, right? What are your thoughts on that about other ways we can infiltrate the value of entrepreneurship at earlier and earlier ages? What would you all say? Who wants to start? Well, for me, Blair, um, certainly entrepreneurship does need to be integrated at a um, much earlier age. I agree with Bobby in the fact that when you look at middle school, when you look at elementary school or high school, for that matter, that word almost doesn't exist. I remember being in the classroom um, teaching my students um, just a few years ago. And many of them really having that first discussion for the first time regarding entrepreneurship on a college level. Um, and that is a travesty. Um, no one says, what do, I, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an entrepreneur. Why? You know, entrepreneurship is in everything. And so they really just simply need someone to connect the dots for them to realize that all of the dreams that they have, the things that they want to be, it all starts with entrepreneurship. I mean, when we think about our phones, we think about cars. Um, it all starts with that idea. And then, like Bobby said, connecting the relationships with expanding that idea. So for me, that's why it's so integral that our programs um, actually provide just that. Um, one of the things that we do um, at the community college level, Tidewell Community College, is the fact that you have those smaller classroom spaces so that you have that mentorship and that rapport with students to really get inside as to exactly what do they want to accomplish. And we're finding as we're teaching students of around that entrepreneurial concept that they in fact um, have businesses already or they have ideas and they just need a, a launching ground. And so that's been wonderful for them to be able to um, really do that, to launch that in a safe environment without any um, loss of funds or uh, loss of feelings or, you know, a loss of their dreams. But they're able to really develop that and um, explore that in a safe environment and then connect with other networks so that they can really launch it. So I think, again, going back to um, the type of program that you're providing is really, really integral. It even speaks to your statistics when you think about the 62 or 61%, I believe, that it talked about the college experience and not give them the opportunity of exploring their own ideas. So, and so, so important that that college experience gives them the opportunity of exploring their own entrepreneurial ideas if they are, in fact, in college. Um, and we speak to that also in terms of co-curricular programs, co-curricular programs, where, again, it gives them opportunities to do workshops, to meet people like um, Bobby Wright um, and his team um, as internships, things like that really help to explore their network, explore what they want to do on a personal basis. So I think that's important. Very important. Bobby, what would you say? I'm, when I'm thinking about this idea of entrepreneurship as a value, I'm thinking about things like solving problems, right? Networking and collaboration. Um, as, man, these could be be courses in and of themselves who are helping to develop minds, right? What, what are your thoughts on, again, um, integrating that kind of curricula at early ages? 
I'm, I'm talking even preschool, elementary school, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I had so many thoughts when I was listening to Nancy. Mm -hmm. One is that there's a there's a four letter word that I like to use. It's called hope. And yeah. if you have hope, you can do so much. But if you don't have hope, or hope for the future, or or feel like you can do better, then you can kind of be um, a fruit of your own demise, right? Uh, so in elementary all the way through the early years of being a professional, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit and you have some ideas. And you're that kind of person that likes to think outside the box and you know, what if? What if I took this and put this together? Or what if these people met? If you can if you have that kind of uh, spark that's just literally God given, um, but there aren't any uh, avenues to express that that give you hope that you're on the right track, usually what you'll do is swallow it. You'll go down the track of, okay, I go to school, and here's what I do at school. And no offense to Nancy, because I love TCC, and I don't believe they do this, but what I hear from kids is, kids, I use kids, hate saying that, but it's been many years since I, I was in university. <laughs> um, We're going is, to break in about 45 seconds. Okay, okay they go to, that okay, they go to school, and they memorize what they need to learn and they take a test, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not yeah. about, hey, what about this? And why do you think that way? And what if we incorporate that? That kind of dialogue may not be going on enough mm -hmm. in the high school and university level, which thus is not feeding the entrepreneurial spirit. It just says, hey, let me memorize this. Let me get a grade and get out and then I'll yeah. figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem I'd love to <laughs> I'd love to solve myself is is how do we start to have those conversations earlier without folks feeling like, you know what, I'm gonna have to homeschool my children or I'm gonna have to, you know, in some way separate them if I'm gonna begin to inculcate these kinds of values. Uh, as you're aware, we are focused on the great debate part two. Should entrepreneurs pursue formalized education? Bobby, you were in the middle of saying some incredible things as we were heading into break and just kind of hopeful that you would pick up uh, where you left off in terms of this idea of hope. Um, I, I just believe it's a, <laughs> it's a necessity for the, for the kind of work that we do, empowering entrepreneurs. Well, Blair, if you don't mind, I'd like to shamelessly plug Percolator and give you a little history real short on how it began and, and what was the, the mindset. So we're three years old, so we're still a startup. We're a baby company, and we're growing along the way, and you know, we're taking our nicks. And, um, you know, if you lead the path, you're going to have bruises and breaks and things like that because the first one through the woods gets all the scars. So I feel like we did a lot of um, hedge clearing along the way. Yeah. We were one of the first uh, larger collaborative, innovative co-working communities, and now they're springing up all over the place. It, we didn't create the idea. I, I know we didn't create the idea, but what we did was we, um, Percolator was giving credibility and uh, legitimizing that form of co-working. So as an entrepreneur, you could come into a community and actually um, leverage in on relationships, right? Or on people mm -hmm. that do other things than you do. But one thing you know in collaboration is that even though I might have a different widget for Nancy, ultimately we do more alike than we do differently, right? So if we need um, if we're a company, we're looking for funding. I might have some sources for Nancy. Mm -hmm. Or if we're, you know, we're just trying to determine like, what is our market? And how do we grow our market? Um, I may learn a lot of that from another discipline. Um, 
Who can I reach out to? So universities, nonprofits, cities, people, just key relationships. Who could I reach out to? So sharing of relationships are real important to advance whatever it is that you're doing. So when we formed uh, Percolator, I'd say we, it was me, and then I was forming a team, the first thing I want to do is find people that think a lot like me, or I call the twinkle in your eyes. So when I look at someone, I talk about entrepreneurship, or just kind of doing something cool and unique. I want to see that big smile I just got from Nancy. I want that big smile, that twinkle in my eyes. So now I know we're kind of thinking alike. That doesn't mean I want you to clone me. Absolutely not. But because in co-working, we put up some guardrails and some guidelines. But the truth is, it's like set it in motion and get out of the way. I tell the cities that all the time. Help us, give us money, do whatever, but don't give us rules and get out of the way and watch what'll happen. So the number one thing we try to do once I formed my team was to throw a big wide net out there and tether out to as many organizations, cities, universities that had the twinkle in the eye. So TCC and yeah. ODU, I, I've got to give them an attaboy because both based in Norfolk really adopted like, yes, let's work together. And so um, I met Nancy through, I think, Peter Shaw mm -hmm. and I clearly found that they have a heart for entrepreneurs, right? So even though they have courses and classes, they were interested in bringing that inside a percolator and percolator coming inside the university and seeing how iron can sharpen iron and that we can contribute to the overall, uh, you know, what they call UX, the user experience. So the student yeah. today is looking for much more than just cracking a book and getting a thing they can hang on the wall. They're looking for real value that they can use out in the marketplace. So as we threw the net wide and started, uh, we got a memorandum of understanding with Old Dominion University. I feel like we have one with TCC. They're yes, in our neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we play in a sandbox really well together. <laughs> Um, Norfolk State just opened up an innovation hub on Main Street. We're working really closely with them. Virginia Tech, you know, we're pulling them in slowly. They're over here on the peninsula, but they're very active as well. And then the city of Norfolk. City of Norfolk's been sitting at our table saying, hey, what can we do to change things in the way we do business? Now, cities move slowly, but overall, it's been a good experience. Virginia Beach, the same, Portsmouth, and today I'm hoping to meet again with the city of Hampton. So mm -hmm. what Perkley was trying to do That's is bring tools to the table. Now, I love what you're sharing. My big takeaway is that, again, networking, networking and collaboration are what makes entrepreneurship go. And I'm wondering, Amen. from your perspective, Nancy, mm -hmm. how is, is, is this ability to network, this ability to collaborate, is it something that needs to be taught? Is it something that, that TCC has integrated in terms of, of course content? Or is it something that entrepreneurs or, or other folks are born with? What would you say? I don't know if it's necessarily something that's born with. It certainly needs to be modeled. And so even if it's not it be modeled, yeah, yeah, even if it's not formulated in an actual class, you know, you know, I don't envision a class that's called um, relationship building. But instead, when we think about classes and we think about programs, but we think about relationships, we're going to model that. We're going to show that. And so that's so important. It's important for um, our faculty, which they do, where they actually model that to show all of the, the relationships that they have already built in their careers, um, introducing their students to that, um, bringing in that outside into the classroom, taking the students out of the classroom to meet um, people, and, and just continuing to model those relationships. I'm hoping that 
I am different um, from other higher ed administrators, perhaps, um, because for me, I am a people person. Um, I solely believe in relationships. I think it's so important in making sure that you formulate partnerships, you get to know people, um, you get to um, advocate for yourself, you get to pitch ideas, um, and you get to just learn from people. And, you know, I always say, you know, think about how you can actually kind of suck that person's brain, but also you bring something to the table. And there's an exchange, you know, when we think about partnerships, some people forget what part, true partnerships are, you know, but it's a give and take. It's just not a take, <laughs> you know, and so yeah. really collab true collaboration is really sharing, bringing together your piece and, and the other person's piece and perhaps making something new or really just interchanging where you're using their piece, they're using your piece. So those are true collaborations. And so I'm really about that. And when I find that, you know, like we did with, with Bobby, um, I love that. And then bringing my students to be able to explore that and, and um, contribute to that as well. What I don't um, like, of course, is when you think you're collaborating or you have relationships and it's not necessarily that, you know, you say, wait a minute, what happened? So just meeting people who are really down to earth, um, who has your spirit, your passion. I'm, as you know, I'm very passionate as well. Um, and then that, that kind of, that, that rubs off on people, you know, that, that energetic feeling. And so it's really important, again, that if any formal education, um, inside or out, that students are able to or people are able to experience that energy um, and be able to um, experience that passion and, and that rub off and they can see that mid modeled. Really, really um, important when we it think about relationship building. Me, yeah, absolutely. It reminds me of what you said in your intro though about um, entrepreneurship as a vehicle, particularly for um, economies that, that, that need developing, right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about true collaboration, the first thing that comes in my, into my mind is this idea of building trust, right? And so when you're able, when you're in a position where you can model, no, no, you know, these are trusted networks that we're establishing, you know, we're establishing that we are trustworthy, and then, you know, by extension, we're working with others that are trustworthy. I just think that's, that's so important, again, for that economic development piece. That's huge. Yeah, and I'm hoping to, hoping to change the face of education where it does just that, you know, that it, it really, it exceeds a book, it exceeds a, a textbook, but it really um, allows students to get to know people, it allows students to build a network, to know how to build relationships, to know how to, um, you know, build that network and to tap into that network. We always tell our students that even your teachers and your fellow students in the classroom are part of your network, that's just the beginning, and then that can just Mm -hmm. ripple, you know, from there into throughout your education, you're just rippling that, that network. But there's always something that you can learn, even, you know, making sure that with faculty, that they realize that, you know, they, they challenge their students. They tell their students to challenge them. They tell their students to, you know, think out of the box, you know, critical thinking skills. All those things is just, that's, those are skills past just the name of the course. But what are the integral parts? What are the core competencies that students are getting out of the class, like critical thinking, um, like oral and, and written communication, um, 
you know, like debating, uh, you know, all of those things, the type of assignments we have and things like that will ensure that students are able to explore all of those different options. And we're educating the whole being. It's not about, you know, educating to just fit into a box, but that whole complete person. And now they can do and explore and do whatever they want to do. And Blair, may I add something? To oh, I want man. to tag so into important. what Nancy was saying yeah, about energy. Actually, before you do, before you do, okay. really quickly, uh, for those that may have just tuned in, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. Great debate, part two. Uh, should entrepreneurs pursue formal education? We're chatting with serial entrepreneur Bobby White, uh, founder of The Percolator owner of the Granby Theater, and we're also talking with the Dean of the College of Business at Tidewater Community College, Ms. Nancy Prather-Johnson. Go ahead, Bobby, what were you going to say? I was just tagging in what Nancy said about energy. And um, yeah. there's something in business called an ROI, which is return on investment. And that's important, right, when you're doing your term sheets and such. But there's another acronym that I love probably more. It's ROC that we've adopted, and that's return on collision. And the collision that occurs inside Percolator, but also between the members of Percolator and the universities and cities and the nonprofits and such is really important because that energy that we share when we're together is immeasurable. It's invaluable. Uh, I can have a low point in my day and I get together with a group of folks like we do regularly with, with uh, Tidewater and ODU and Start Wheel, Retail Alliance mm -hmm. and all those. And I leave so energized. You know, I walked in needing yeah. coffee and I walked in needing a downer because I was just so excited. So there's so something about being around people. Yeah. But the return on collision is not, you don't want to collide with the same people all the time, right? So you want to be around the water cooler with different people. And what happens when you get where you trust people and there is hope, which you were talking about, Blair, is you lower the stereotypes, right? You don't look at someone like, oh, well, I know what their answer is going to be. No, you don't. Right. You listen. Right. To what they say and what their heart says and their points and how they can help you see, say, maybe a challenge you have and the little nugget of information they'll offer that might help you. So it's just so important that people just get together. Take away the whole idea that it's got to be like a pattern book. There are patterns in life, certainly, but let's get away from that. Let's just collide as human beings and see how we can help each other, encourage each other, and then listen listen for what it is they're hurting you know the pain point we use that in the entrepreneurial world a lot we're like what's your pain point pain point can be well i'm having a hard time scaling a company but your pain point could also be that you're second guessing this great widget that's going to eventually be worth a billion dollars but right now because it's so lonely at the top ceo entrepreneurship is very lonely at times you can start to second guess yourself so you need this team you need these people colliding with you going no nancy that's great keep going and by the way call so and so they're going to love what you have to say. Just as you reached out to me, Blair, thank you. So for us, Blair, wow. it's, it's really important that we have as many mentors and we have as many businesses, entrepreneurs that want to help our students. Um, we're opening our doors. We want them to meet our students, come talk to our students, um, provide internships, provide just conversations, um, guide and direct them because they need that. They need to grow their network. You know, I, I listen to... Um, a gentleman the other day, he was giving some admonition to a group of young people. And I'll never forget this, but it was a really good equation that I used. And of course, me being, you know, math background, education, anything like that just sparks me. Um, and he said, E plus R equals O. 
And I was like, okay, so what is he going to, where is he going? Wait a minute. That? Look, I'm taking copious notes. <laughs> what was it? E plus R equals? E plus R equals O. And so that stood oh, for okay. events plus response equal outcomes. Events plus sure. response equal outcomes. Events will happen throughout life. We know that, right? But how you respond to these events will dictate your outcomes. And so that's some of the things that we really try to carry over to our students, you know, starting them out on a spirit week, talk, or making sure that they have good rapport with their professors or instructors, you know, really educating them around not only the actual core skills, but the fact that you, you're going to hit some, some obstacles. You got you to gotta keep going. You know, what do you do? What strategies, what skills do you do to pull to make sure you can just kind of pick it back up and, and keep going. I mean, we know that there are key characteristics in being a successful entrepreneur. So those characteristics also have to be instilled and they have to be given strategies to actually, um, you know, implement and um, use those those characteristics in seeking their entrepreneurship um, ideas. I feel like what I hear you both saying is that true entrepreneurship is education can't even really avoid it. I mean, it's just going to happen if you're doing it right. You're 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 going to you're going to learn. <laughs> so mm-hmm. fear not, right? If you didn't get the degree or whatever, if you keep walking the path, particularly if you're in a market like Hampton Roads where there's such robust uh, entrepreneurship culture, mm-hmm. you're going to get what it is that you need. I love it. You guys are both great. <laughs> <laughs> what do you what Thank do you, you have coming up that we can engage with if we're if we're local? Um, we can talk about events. We can talk about upcoming classes. Just anything that's just going on. How can we engage with you all? Well, I know for us, we have an event um, coming up very soon. We have an event um sent out flyers or marketed anything yet. We just um, came up with the date, but on October 6th at the Mary Center, we're having a community event. Um, TCC is is partnering with the Mary Center um, so that we can reach others to the community and um, talk to them a few things about um, entrepreneurship as well as um, culinary and hospitality skills um, and how that connects with entrepreneurship as well. So really just reaching out to the community, welcoming them to the, the whole array of the business pathway um, so that they can kind of see themselves wherever they may fit, whether it be entrepreneurship, whether it be um, working for a hotel, whether it be um, starting their own restaurant, working for a restaurant, um, or even just the the skill or industry of business. And so we're hoping that um, many people come on out um, for for that event. We're looking forward to that. We will be publicizing and marketing that very soon. Why did you choose to start with culinary and hospitality? Will there be other events sort of in the series or what made you hone in on that for this particular event? Well, as you know, we're um, going to be building the new Perry Center in 2021, um, right in that neon district and in that area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so that would be uh, um, certainly a a good launch um, to um, look at letting people know that that is coming to the community and how we can help. Um, I've also found that in that community, there's many people who um, do have entrepreneurial ideas and many of them start with ideas around um, whether it be creating something like cooking, um, a recipe, or, or what have you, they might be selling 
um, different dishes right out of their homes. And that is definitely sure. the seed or yeah. the start of entrepreneurship. And we know that mm-hmm. one of the small businesses that fell the most often is um, starting restaurants, that, the, the restaurant business. And so how we can help with okay. that, um, we definitely want to be there. But of course, that day won't be all around culinary um, or hospitality. We'll also center around business as a business as a whole um you know center of our entrepreneurship as a whole and not some of the other business programs that that we offer so we're hoping we're going to bring out some outside people as well hope bobby joins us yeah (laughs) our welcoming is a little different ours is more um organic probably a lot smaller um but well hang on one second bobby let me just make sure i got all the details for the october 6th event what what time is that one starting and how can we register um, we haven't um, finalized the details yet, Blair, but we will be. Okay, um, okay. We will have it on our website, and we also will be sending um, flyers out to um, okay, homes. Okay. Um, and we'll be distributing that information. I'll make sure I get that to you, so you can also announce it um, to your yes, listeners. Yes, yes, would love to do it. Thank okay. You. Bobby, what, what were you going to say? Where you have going? And you're great on email, by the way. I get them all. <laughs> um, uh, our welcoming is a little different. We started something early in the summer that's really paid some good dividends. Uh, a lot of the meetups that we have centered around what we do internally at Percolator, but as well as doing pitch conferences, things of that nature with universities and cities and such. So, you know, we try to spread our, our as I said, our net pretty wide. But we started this um, event called, or social event, called Together. It's every Tuesday at 2 p.m. and anyone is welcome. And so basically what it is is a chance to be community. So we don't have speeches. I don't stand up at the founder and say, you know, this is what we're going to do. We don't do any of that. We're just being community. We're, we're getting away from the, the phone for a minute. Sorry, young people, but you really need face-to-face relationships with people to grow your life. So we encourage people to come around. Typically, someone will make a couple different um, homemade. Typically, it's organic or cold-pressed dishes. And then we have organic coffee. And we hang out for about an hour and we talk. So my encouragement to your to your listeners is that if you have an interest in percolator, entrepreneurship, that type of thing, come on by. And if you email info at percolatorspace.com, and just say, hey, Bobby, I heard you on the radio. I want to come by, bring a friend. Come on, you'll be welcome, and I'll know you're coming. That's why I want you to email, really, just so I'll be there to welcome you. It's something we started sort of as a test, and I can tell you we're going to continue it because it's paying great dividends with our members. Secondarily, we're starting a new campus soon. Um, this is probably the first place I've announced it, Blair, so you're going to be the first. Hey. Yeah, we're going to open a new space right on Granby Street. It's going to be so street level where people can come in and test their either their culinary or their, real te- or their retail products or anything they make. So as you know, the number one reason some businesses fail is because they sign their life away with a big lease and that financial yeah. struggle ends up um, stealing their thunder, right? Takes the joy of what they do. So what we do at Percolator is we have these month-to-month relationships where you can come in, like present your product, collaborate, cross-promote, cross-pollinate with others, and really have a test kitchen kind of thing to make sure that you know your friends will tell you you have the best brownies in the world, but will the public tell you that? So this is a place you can test it with very little financial loss. Um, and hopefully it's not a loss. Hopefully everything's a gain. So that's our two little announcements wow. here on the radio show. Yeah, the Meetup Tuesdays were are certainly great. I experienced that myself, Bobby, and it was a great experience. So but every Tuesday at, at, at 2 p.m., met some great people. Yeah, Together, <laughs> to, what is info at com to RSVP? Yes, and the word space, it's spelled out, space. 
percolatorspace.com. Okay. And when is the new campus coming? Um, fall. I hate to put a date to it because I'm going to miss fall it, right? The fall. But anyone interested, you know, this again, just come in. We'll talk okay. about it. We'll collaborate with others. And if, if it's your time, great. If it's not, then you can put it as something in the future. But you'll know what we're doing at least. And that's so exciting. I think I got all the details here. I'm going to make sure I announce both of these, uh, both of these happenings. Good Thank you. What would we want to say in closing as an encouragement to perhaps a new entrepreneur? We'll close on that. We've got about a minute and a half. If we can hear 45 seconds from you. Oh, we've got one minute. <laughs> if we get 30 <laughs> seconds from each of you. I'll go first because I'm going to be short. Larry, I'll just go first because I'm going to be short. Don't give up. Plug into people. You'll find hope there. And feel free to share your dreams. No dream is wrong. No idea is wrong. So get away from that idea that failure is negative. If you haven't tried hard enough, you haven't failed, right? So failing is a part of succeeding. So don't give up. And please come see us at Percolator. I mean that with all my heart. I would love if all your listeners would line up to come see us. I will spend time with each and every one of them. And thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much, Bobby. What have you got, Nancy, in closing? Yes, I would say the same. I would say definitely please no, come you out. can't say the same. <laughs> <laughs> please come out and, and see us. Um, you know, one of the things about community college is it, the word community, and that's really, really important for us that um, we are an integral part of the community, and we are. Um, and so we've been able to establish those relationships with our city, with our school systems, um, with businesses around us. And so it's so important that um, we're able to support um, the community at large. So we're asking that us too, you know, please come by and see us. So one of the things about um, the formal education piece is that we also have a full support system. We pride ourselves in providing those wraparound services, um, providing those support systems, that network um, that students need and people need in general. And so um, sometimes it's just a matter of they don't know where to start. And so we're just asking, please just come on in, come into our doors. Um, we are there to welcome you. Um, it's not a scary place. We are all friendly people. We all have a lot of energy and um, impactful. We have some experience and we just want to share it. And so we welcome, like we welcome that community to come on in and let us and let us help you. And even if it's a matter of you um, coming in and wanting to um you know, order the class or, you know, check out the, the scene and what we offer and come to some of our co-curricular gatherings where we have workshops and things like that. Um, that's certainly a start, but let us help you. And we're here to, we're here to help. We want to um, energize, innovate, um, and um, bring whatever dreams that's out there to reality. What? How can you be reached directly, Nancy, or, or would you like to be reached directly? You want to give an email address or anything? Sure. Um, my email address is nprather at tcc.edu. Um, we can also be reached um, by dialing um, 822-1100. That's our... Um, you know, kind of hotline, so to speak. And then I have a personal number also to my office, um, which is 822. Very quickly, we got to wrap up. 822 <laughs> um, 1186. So feel free to reach out to us via email or phone. Got it. Thank you both so much for being here. This has been great. Thank you. There will be a it was enjoyable. focuses Thanks. on funding and venture capital. So stay tuned for the details on part three. 
I've got to announce some details. We've been talking about Black Diamond Weekend all year, but I've not really given you a whole lot to consider. I want to let you know today that we have until September 15th to secure early bird all-access VIP passes to this year's Black Diamond Weekend, where we're celebrating success in Black entrepreneurship and providing opportunities for business development. Visit Black Diamond Weekend 2019.eventbrite.com and use the promo code SUPEREARLYBIRD to take 40% off your all-access VIP. Friday night features a Diamonds in the Sky VIP party and welcome. Small Business Saturday, which is Saturday, November 30th, features a Black Expo with celebrity appearances, health and wellness talks, makeup demonstrations, live music, and more, as well as our annual business boot camp featuring a supplier diversity roundtable sponsored by Ferguson Enterprises. We've got entrepreneurial small talks on government contracting, branding, and more. Plus, a special masterclass with Dr. George Frazier, whom I'm sure if you've been listening, you remember. Then join us Saturday evening for the fourth annual Black Diamond Affair, where we will unveil elements from our 150-year plan for excellence in Black entrepreneurship. We'll be celebrating our community Black Diamond awardees, and we'll enjoy a riveting presentation by the evening's keynote speaker, who is also Dr. George Frazier, international best-selling speaker and author, Lifetime Achievement Awardee. Uh, last, come back on Sunday for our Wealth Machines hashtag I Am Funded Pitch Contest, featuring 13 13- 20-year-old entrepreneurs. Many opportunities are available. Again, visit Black Diamond Weekend 2019.eventbrite.com for more information. We're super grateful to our guests today, Nancy Prather Johnson of TCC and Bobby Wright, founder of The Percolator. Uh, we're also grateful to our sponsors, Abner Fora and the Ready Academy for being a part of Black Wall Street today where we're building minds, building connections, and building the path ahead toward economic freedom through education. Thanks for tuning in to this week show. Join us next week for a session on business capital and debt release with Anthony Epps, Michael Gray, and Frankie Knox. We will talk to you soon. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo, when I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black,